Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right, welcome back to the Prospects Live Draft Show. This is, I guess, technically the first episode. We've had a few. We've had our interviews. We've dug in. We've had some conversations, but we're going to start a cadence now. We're going to be going weekly up until the draft, maybe after as well. I, of course, am the newly named, or maybe I've always been named this, Jeff Ponce, no longer Ralph Lifshitz. Don't need to get into that. Uh, Prospect Jesus, you know who I am. Here, of course, joined by Joe Doyle. Ian Smith and Tyler Jennings, our draft team here at Prospects Live. Guys, Joe, I'll start with you. Welcome to the show, man. How are you? Welcome, Jeff. Excited to talk to you, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) You're just saying it so you don't screw it up and call me wrong. I'm just saying it so it sticks. That makes sense. All right, Ian, we have you here as well. What's going on, Ian? How are you? I'm doing well, Jeff. I mean, I have to say it myself as well. I don't think I've said it out loud once in my life. So, um, Jeff, it's great to be here with you and Tyler and Joan. Just here to talk some draft, man. It's exciting. <laughs> and last but not least, Tyler, it's your turn to say my name three times like Candyman. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to call you Ralph Axon on this thing. It's going to be yeah, no problem at all. Well, we're ramping up, obviously, with the rankings. We're getting closer and closer to that 500 number. Maybe we'll even go beyond it as we dig in further and further, see more games. We've been able to get out to the field. We're halfway through the college season. High school baseball is either in full swing or starting out for the first couple of weeks in a lot of the states here in the Northeast. So we got we got new information. We got a lot of stuff to dig in on. Before we sort of go through the entire uh, uh, uh Jesus, I better cut this one out. But uh, before we go through the the uh, the entire agenda here, um, why don't we start a little bit probably with the hottest, I would say, topic of conversation in a negative way, at least, around the draft. And that is Kumar Rocker's recent performance. Last few starts have obviously been really poor. Um, gave up three homers in his last start, which is more than he had given up his entire college career prior to that point, which I think was only two. Um It was a little rough versus Georgia, but this has kind of been the trend for a few starts here now. Um, Joe, I'll kick it over to you first. What are your thoughts on Kumar Rocker? I guess initially just – we don't have to get into draft position, but just from watching, observing, what are you seeing with Rocker? What's going wrong? I mean, he looks like the same Kumar Rocker in terms of mechanics and arm speed. Like, none of that's changed, but, you know, we're on start – three or four in a row now, ever since he threw 130 pitches. Uh, and, you know, he's 90 to 93 every single – I mean, he's touched a few fours, but he's 90 to 93 every time out. So um, that's – you know, I think that's a much different pitching profile than a guy that has a 70 slider and is 95 to 97. So – I would be lying if I said I wasn't concerned. I'm not slamming any alarm bells or anything, but um, you know, if he's a guy that's going to be 90 to 93 with a with a wipeout slider, you know, maybe Kumar Rocker um, isn't in that that tier that we expected him to be in. Um, so I don't know. I'll t- I'll pass it to the other to the other guys. I I just think it's something to watch, but I'm not slamming any alarm bells. Yeah, I'll throw it over to Tyler next. Tyler, um, what's your take on the on the rocker? Uh, I guess downward spiral. I'm the same way as Joe. I'm not flashing or like hitting any alarms in terms of like this is something that's really really concerning. But it's obviously something that we're watching. Um, and I know scouts are watching it too. Um, you know, going from yeah, you know, he's top 98 this year. Now he's sitting 90 93. It's obviously a concern. Uh, I think it might just be a trend, or not necessarily a trend, just like a little episode he's going through at the moment, if you could say that. Because, um, you know, when you have a rotation of Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker, you want to say that for, you know, postseason. So maybe that could be the case. 
or it could be something like, uh, you know, dead arm could be happening, but I'm not necessarily sounding the alarm. Like Joe said, I'm just kind of keeping a close eye on it see if uh, something that continues. And if it does say in like late May, and this is an issue, then obviously that's something that's going to be more concerning then than it would be at this point in the season. Yeah. And uh, Smitty, I'm going to, I'm going to change the topic a little bit on you, but just to sort of catch everybody up to speed in terms of where we were, um, you know, he was up to 99. We're talking first five starts of a season. Um, you know, average 95 miles per hour on his fastball over those starts, 89.3 on the cutter um, and the slider, 85 miles per hour. Since that point, in the last three starts, of course, he had that start against uh, South Carolina, where I believe he threw 120 pitches, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, or somewhere there about. More than that. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull up the number in a second. But since that point, Fastball average, 90.9. He's down almost five miles per hour. Um, the slider is down a little bit too, 83 miles per hour. Hasn't thrown the cutter as much as well. So um, some concern there. Yeah, and, and you know, that start on, uh, on uh, March 19th against South Carolina, he threw 116 pitches, actually, is what the number was. So, yeah, I mean – I don't know if that's had an impact on it or not, but of course he went a little bit higher on, on <laughs> in that particular start and had the, the velocity has been down almost five miles per hour. So it's certainly concerning Smitty staying on topic here with Kumar rocker. Um, how far is he dropping for you? And are there any other starters that are creeping up or maybe already passed him in your eyes as the number two guy behind lighter, who I think we all believe is the consensus number one at this point, no argument there. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Lighter is by far, I think, the consensus number one on all of our boards. Um, it's taken a bit for us to get to this point, but I think it's all there now. And dropping for Kumar, I really don't want to say he's falling for me by any means. I still think he's a top five pick in this draft. Um, he's taking a hit. Uh, it's primetime TV every time he takes the field. So all of these step backs and malfunctions five miles an hour off his fastball is something we're definitely going to watch. But it's going to be magnified at a much higher degree than probably any other pitcher in the country other than Jack Leiter. So seeing that has really been, been worrisome. But dropping, I'm not going to say he's dropping that far. Uh, he's probably fourth on my board right now. Um, that's that's rough when he was the number one guy for eight weeks before this. So uh, that's where he's at for me right now. And people cre creeping up behind him. I can't say anybody's really pushing him like that. Um Gunnar Hoglund would be the only name I would really look at. And if we can see a full season of healthy Sam Bachman, maybe so with that. But right now, I don't really see anybody on his heels like that. Mm. It's probably for a lack of depth. Uh, Joe, I'll go back to you here. Dropping it all, any arms that are moving ahead of him or are you uh, kind of in in, uh, in unison here with uh, what Smitty said? No, I, I think I'm locked in with, with Ian. I, I, I still think if you ask me today <laughs> – uh, Kumar Rocker is still a top five pick. Um, but you know, if we go two more months and he isn't above 90, then I think you really have to start wondering, you know, Gunnar Hogland is routinely 92 to 96 and it, it, don't sleep on that. I mean, that's, that's a plus, that's a plus slider too from Hogland, and he and really show the change. commands it. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't see the change up all that often. From Rocker, we more so see that 87 to 88 mile an hour cutter. So, um, but I, you know, Smitty mentioned Bachman, and there's going to be teams that are out on him because of of the long arm action. But I mean, you're talking about a potential 70 slider that can compete with Kumar, uh, Kumar, excuse me, and a fastball that's up to 101. So, you know, I the the chance stands for Bachman with a full healthy season to creep into that top, you know, four to seven to eight range and, and pass, pass rocker. Mm. Definitely think it exists, but I think, yeah, you know, just like if the draft were today, based on the information we know from the last three or four weeks and rocker happened to be there at four for Boston. Um, I think they have to give a really, good long look at Henry Davis, just knowing everything that we know, just the degradation of rocker's arm as it's perceived. Yeah, I think absolutely. And uh, you know, I think that, that Davis, we talked about this offline today, 
Davis kind of fits in there. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute when we get into our top fives and we go around the horn there. Let's jump in, uh, Tyler. Let's talk a little bit about the Jaden Hill injury. Um, you know, obviously, worst possible news there. Uh, Going to have surgery. He was a guy that, though I think the stock was probably dropping due to performance a little bit, it seemed like there was still first-round buzz and a lot of people who thought that there would be a team that grabbed him in the first round. Um, how far does he drop now? And any sort of, I guess, closing thoughts on Jaden Hill's amateur career? It, it's not – it sucks, obviously, because it's a guy with so much upside. Because uh, we saw what he could do out of the bullpen last year for LSU, and he was just about one of the best pitchers in the bullpen in terms of college baseball last year. Uh, but the transition to rotation has not worked out well. And, of course, having this on top of that, the, the bad season he's had, is his stock was already dropping, as you mentioned. Um, in terms of where he could be now, I've dropped him closer to the back of second, top of the third round, personally. Um, I feel like if he can get it, like, there's a fit somewhere in that range with a team that could benefit him. Um, and I know we've talked about this previously offline, um, but if you can if you can find a team that could be an anti-local fit with Jaden Hill, you can still have the immense upside there. That is, you know, granted you're going to be waiting over a year to try and tap into it, but it's still there. Um, granted, like we said, this year has been terrible, but the job site's very much still there. Smitty, I'll uh, I'll sort of throw it at you a little bit. How far? Where do you have have uh, Hill ranked now, or where do you expect him to go in the draft? And I'll give you a different wrinkle. Is there any organizations, maybe a handful, maybe one in particular, that you'd like to see go after Hill that maybe some folks felt they didn't have a chance to go after, or for you know? Hill to for that to be a potential landing spot for Hill. Are there any organizations that come to mind that you think would be best for his development or sort of you know fit his style or or arsenal? Um, yeah, where where he drops. Actually, I posted an update a few weeks on Twitter, and uh, me and Joe kind of talked about him not being on the top fifty that I mentioned on that on that actual update. And he's kind of fit in that top in that fifty five to sixty range for me right now. He's kind of in that back end of the second round, top of the third round range where he's turned into a more value pick now in this draft more so to where three weeks ago, he was going to be hard pressed for somebody to spend a bunch of money on him in the first round on somebody we don't really know a whole bunch about. I think he has 52 total endings in college so far over the last two plus years, which is not something you want to see out of a guy you're expecting to be a frontline starter for a guy in the SEC. Um, this injury news is awful, but a few teams I would love to see him at with be would be maybe a team like Baltimore or Cleveland or even Los Angeles or the, or the Rays. Those are a few teams that can sit back, wait for this guy. They're obviously going to be more analytical teams, teams that can dream on this kid, let him, let him mature. He's going to take some time. He's extremely raw. Um, for as much as we talk about him online, this is a guy with very limited polish on his game. So it's going to be three years before we really see the true potential of Jaden Hill. Joe, any closing thoughts on Jaden Hill before we move on? No, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I would, I mean, my only closing thought would be, it wouldn't shock me if someone in the 20 to 30 range was so convinced on the arm talent that they jumped on him, but just because they wouldn't have a shot at him until like the 70s. But uh, I'm with I'm with these guys. I have him in that 55 to 65 range right now, probably the back half of the second round. So he's a guy that you think you can maybe underslot in the first or in the comp round? Um, I think that is possible, but just knowing Jaden Hill and knowing everything we know about Jaden Hill, he's probably going to try and get all the money that he can get. I mean, I would try and get all the money that I can get. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter where I'm getting picked. Um, sure. If yeah, one okay. team believes in you in the first round, then you should probably fight for your first round bonus. Yeah. I didn't know if an injured guy might come a little bit cheaper than, you know, others, especially yeah. one with I don't know. not a lengthy track record either. You know, this isn't like a Walker Bueller or someone like that who did have you know, a track record of performance. Or even uh, a JT no Ginn, if, if for that sense, like JT yeah. Ginn's track record was a little bit more extensive. He's kind of the new JT Ginn. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a JT good comp. Ginn. That is a very good call by Mr. Smith. All right, let's move on. 
the next question here. Ian, I'm going to start out with you. Let's run through our top five right now in the draft. Not necessarily how you rank it, but how you see the top five shaking out. Um, any thoughts there? Um, I think we're going to see Leiter go one overall. Um, it's really hard to, to look anywhere else right now. He's extremely loud. Uh, everything he's doing is explosive. The fastball looks like the best fastball we've seen in, in five years probably. So it's been a fun thing to watch. Um, two, Texas is going to have a hard look there. I think they're going to lean Jordan Lawler. Um, I think that's the move. He's as complete as you can get as a prep player right now, and he's showing the K – the K issues are kind of standing out a little bit this spring, but I'm really not holding too much stock in that. We've seen him stand up against the best pitchers in the country all summer long and in all the showcases. So I'm nearly not holding that much stock in what he's doing now. I think he's probably swinging for the fences, trying to show his power a little bit more in this high school season. Um, three, Detroit. Uh, I believe Detroit's three, if we're, if we're still on this point. But yeah, um, Man, I don't know if Henry Davis. If Henry Davis is, if they believe he's the catcher of their full, if he's the catcher long term in that system, then I think they can look there that route. Um, I think they're going to putz around with Marcella Meyer there. I know you're not big on that, Jeff. It's a top five pick, but I think he's a complete dude. And then we're going to go with Kumar at Boston at four. We mentioned this earlier, but I think that's just if he's there, the track record, one of the best pitches in the draft. I think that's an easy pick there. And I believe Baltimore at five. I don't have this pulled up in front of me, but I feel like an idiot at this point. But <clears throat> this is where it gets kind of gets kind of tricky at this point. I could see Sal here, um, but I'm actually going to go Brady House. Uh, the, the upside is there if he can play shortstop long term. I think a team is really going to jump on him early. The metrics are crazy, and the athleticism is off the, off the charts. Mm. Yeah, and uh, no, I just had I had a quick scare on on Marcelo Mayer, but uh, Joe Joe grabbed me by the the you know collar and shook me around a little bit. Wait a minute, you know, give me a little. Everyone relax, everyone relax. (laughs) Joe, Joe, um, where do you disagree with Ian in terms of the top five? I, here's the thing, man. Like three months before the draft, we're all gonna get it so fucking wrong. Like we're gonna do it every week. I'm gonna get it wrong <laughs> the day before <laughs> the draft. Whatever bro. we say, whatever we say today, uh, like aside from Jack Leiter one one, I'm convinced I'm gonna get 28 wrong in a row. Uh, Jack Leiter one is where I'd go. Two, you don't agree with that, Tyler. I agree as well. Yeah, no, I okay. There's no, there's no disagreement here. Okay, lighter just... one. Do we start at two? <laughs> yeah, we might as well start at two. I think the Rangers are going to go for a shortstop. I don't know if it's going to be Lawler. I don't know if it's going to be Meyer. My hunch is, man, I, I don't know. It's a toss up for me. Those are two really good players. I have Lawler ranked above Meyer by an inch right now, so I'll say Lawler because he's in their backyard. Goes to. I really, really like Ian's. Henry Davis to the Tigers pick or idea. I don't know if you actually ended up mocking him there, but yeah, um, that's where I want. Yeah, let's just I'll I'll go with that as well. Let's say Henry Davis to the Tigers, kind of forecasting out a rocker fall a little bit. Uh, I'll say Meyer or Khalil Watson to the Red Sox at four, and I'll do the exact same at five. I'll do uh, Meyer or Khalil Watson to the Orioles at five. Which would leave Kumar out of my top five. Kumar, I gotta say Kumar. That's but yeah, he's out of my uh, he's out of my top five. <laughs> Tyler, do you have Rocker outside of your top five as well? Any 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 spots there that you disagree? Uh, not really. I'd have to agree that at the moment I don't have Rocker in my top five. Um, I agree most with Joe and Ian on terms of Texas probably goes a prep shortstop. Um, I'd have to say Lawler on that one at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Joe said, we're three months out from this thing, so I'm probably we're all probably wrong at this point. Um, three, I really like the Henry Davis to Detroit pick. I'd personally like him to Boston, but um, you know that's you know, like I said, three months out, we're not going to yeah. know. Um, in terms of Boston at that point, um, sure you can you can consider Rocker depending on how the rest of the season goes. Um, Personally, I think much along with Joe, probably think of Meyer or Khalil Watson to that pick, and then same for Bo- or Baltimore um, at five. You go that, or maybe try and throw in maybe South Relic 
or even uh, Brady House or someone like that. That's just right behind those two prep shortstops that we have there. All right. Yeah. So I'd say the only thing I, I disagree, I still think it's oh. horse ladder one. Breon Lawler, two. I just think it makes too, too much sense for Texas. And, you know, I don't think there's a con- there's obviously a conversation that you could have with, with Mayor right now. You know, it's potentially the, the top shortstop. I think Watson has his fans and certainly House as well. Um, but I don't think anyone's necessarily pushed Lawler to the point that he's totally been unseated. Um, and I just I, f- I feel like he fits there. Texas, they could sell that. Uh, three, I, I don't think Rocker's getting by Detroit. You know, um, even if there's an injury, I can't imagine this performance is going gonna, is gonna to last. You know, he's going to get an extra day of rest potentially this week if Leiter maybe gets moved as the Friday night guy. Seems like it would make sense for Vanderbilt, especially after losing the series. They're going to drop in the rankings a little bit. You know, they don't like that. Um, I don't know. I, I still like Rocker to rebound. I don't I don't think three games defines um, the entirety of this guy's amateur career, even dating back to this time in high school. There's just too much good stuff there. The slider is still too good. The cutter's been coming along. Um, and and I, I still think the work ethic is there, the body, the stuff. The fastball has never been what lighters is. It's never been an elite fastball. It's always been hard with pretty good, not great shape. Um, but I think Fetter likes him. And I think, you know, that's something that I've heard a little bit. So I'm going to stick with it there. I'm going to make Tyler and myself happy and say Henry Davis, uh, four to the Red Sox. I think it fits. I think he fits as a hitter. I think it fits the position. They have Vasquez and a good deal for a couple more years. Um, and I think they're going to try to compete sooner rather than later. Um, especially if JD Martinez can actually hit this year. He's going to ruin that green monster. He's going to put a hole in it. I think Davis fits it. And they've gone after guys that have that pull side fly ball profile under Bloom. You know, they brought in Hunter Renfro. Um, Bobby Dahlback is a little bit of that as well. Um, you know, maybe even we'll see what happens with Frankie. But um, yeah, so I think it fits. I don't know. We'll see what happens. He's a cerebral guy. I think he sort of fits uh, there as well. And then five, I think it's, I think it pr- probably could be Mayor. It could be Brady House, but I think it's probably now Mayor's hitting. He's had the better performance. Um, you know, all question marks aside, the kid can still hit there's power and it's probably the best swing amongst those prep shortstops, you know, beautiful lefty swing. Um, and I think you can develop that. I think Baltimore buys that and, uh, we'll see, maybe you can even be had a little bit under slot. Who knows? Um, you know, Baltimore likes to do that. I got a question for you, Jeff. I got, I got to, I I got to put you in the hot seat. Um, so let's say rocker for eight weeks is 90 he you know 90 mile an hour fastball until the end of june are you still comfortable enough in the track record from 19 and 20 to grab rocker at three if, if you're if you're if you're fetter and, and you're in the seat and you're on this clock and you got Henry yeah, no, Davis there, probably probably not you know yeah. um this is with the with the hope that he's going to rebound if yeah, he doesn't sure. rebound then yeah i mean i don't know how you can bet on that frankly yeah, you don't so, want to. Yeah. You never, it it's, doesn't it's, feel good betting on the degradation of an arm either. You know, no, he's gonna drop out. He could drop out of the top ten if if he's that and continues. If to he falls out of the top ten, it's not an injury. I guarantee you, Depoto's gonna handcock him two Yeah, you know who knows? If, it's possible. If, yeah, but anyways, uh, handcock wasn't that bad though. Like not that rock, no. rock was bad what? this week. But like the velocity wasn't it down like. No, big time. I mean, the looking at those numbers, being down almost five miles per hour is pretty substantial. Yeah, Hancock gave up twelve hits and eight runs in an inning and a third to Richmond. That's <laughs> the only reason he fell. Like, I didn't even know Richmond had a baseball team. With all due respect to the Spiders, go <laughs> Spiders. They're only known as an as an upset pick in the NCAA. They're always a basketball. Yeah, team. always twelve, yeah. twelve seed. <laughs> exactly. They're they're a twelve to beat to five. All right. Um, let's move on a little bit. Quick conversation. I think we should probably go around the horn. Um, mid-season All-Americans. I don't know if we want to go by position. I just want to maybe name, let's say, 12 players, right? We we each get to name three, mention why. Um, I'm going to mention a guy that I saw yesterday and the day before. So I'm going to go with Sal Frelick, uh, center fielder for Boston College. Um, you know, the, the speed is definitely plus out of the box. We got a a 4.08 yesterday on one run. we got some slower times as well. So it's not always consistently 70, but he can't hit those peaks Um, for a guy that's 
been an infielder coming up, you know, throughout high school and then early in his career. He's really sort of taken to center field. Um, he's played a good center field. The arm is probably fringe average. At times it looks good. Other times he's got a rush. He doesn't have as much juice. Um, but he covers a lot of ground, takes good routes. Um, tried to make a couple of diving plays <laughs> the other day that didn't work out for him. Um, but, you know, really good athlete. Can kind of do anything at the plate. Um, and it's a quick, compact stroke. He's not going to get beat by by fastballs or, you know, um, breaking balls all that often either. It's a really good hit tool. There's speed. He uses the speed in the base pass as well. And there's a little bit, little bit of sneaky pop as well. So, you know, he can kind of play a really versatile, well-rounded game. Um, I think it's pretty easy to see him as an All-American just because of what the production has been up to this point. Joe, I'll kick it over to you. I'll leave it. I'll, I was going to take Henry Davis, man, but I'll just I'll just give it to you. You can talk about Henry Davis now. I, you know, I love Henry Davis. He's my favorite player in the class, but I'm going a different direction <laughs> because because I because I want it and because he deserves to be brought up. I'm bringing up right. Kyle Manzardo, baby. And for for all of those folks that are going to say, God, you know, he's just a Coug Homer wearing his Coug helmet. There needs to be – we need to talk numbers. So this guy, top 20 in the country in slugging percentage, all right? As a first baseman, that's to be expected. There's not a single player in the top 20 with a K rate under 15%, and he's at 8. For me, I'm a huge stickler on K rate. I'm a huge stickler on walk rate. Manzardo, I know it sounds crazy. He, he might have, with the exception of Davis, he might have – one of the most refined approaches, one of the most polished approaches in college baseball. I know he might be positionless. He's a below average runner with below average athleticism. It's a fringy arm. Um, I just think he needs to be brought up into the conversation. He's not going to beat out, you know, a guy like Wes Clark in all American votes at first base, or even guys like Dan Bolt or, you know, guys that are putting up massive home run years, but you know, I just you kind of get the feeling Manzardo is going to get popped in this draft a little bit earlier than we think because he's there's peace of mind in that profile. So I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. I don't know if he's the All American at first base, but he's got my vote. I like it. He's my All American at first base. Tyler, it's your pick. All right, Joe, thank you for giving me Henry Davis. I bless you for that. <laughs> um, I bless you with this Cardinal. Hey, I was going to take South Relic too, but you know, or, or I was about to call him Ralph. Uh, Jeff decided to take it off first part there. Um, Henry Davis, he's probably the shoe in for catcher All American at this point. Um, I actually got a chance to scout him a couple weeks ago, um, and I'm pre I'm sure everyone's seen the video of him throwing out. Um, I think it was Terrell Tatum in the one game. Uh, 186 pop time. He's going to stick behind the plate. Very strong arm moves very well behind the plate. Very refined approach at the plate as well. Uh, he yields all fields. He's got some pretty impressive pop. Um, all of the line drives, exit velocities are above 100. And he's all around the best catcher in college baseball, and he's probably the best college hitter in terms of this draft class and just in college baseball in general. Uh, he's just knocked the cover off the ball all year, and he's looking like he's going to keep it up all year too. All right, Ian. Oh, your pick. We're making yeah. it hard on you. You're the first one that has a little bit more of a difficult time, I suppose. I'm torn here because I got two guys at shortstop I really want to talk about, and I think they both can be all Americans, but we'll take both of them. <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, Eastern Illinois, Trey Sweeney, shortstop. Um, I mentioned him last time we talked a little bit, but uh, he is absolutely raking right now. Um, I think he's up to four. 413 on the year. He's got 23 walks to 15 strikeouts. He's got nine home runs on the year. I think he's got 44 <clears throat> runs batted in. He's kind of got a wonky setup at the plate. There's a lot of moving parts to his swing, but he's got a huge frame. He's hit everywhere he's played since he's gotten college, whether it's in the summer league or at Eastern Illinois. And it's just continued. So it's been a guy I've really been fun to watch. And he's hit a home run, I think, before today in three or four straight games, I believe. Oh, no, I'm off on that one, but it's been a it's been a fun ride with Trace Winnie. And the second guy is a guy I've been mentioning a lot lately. It's Tennessee shortstop Liam Spence. 
<clears throat> he's not been playing shortstop recently. He's got a little bit of a tight hamstring and playing DH. But he's been probably the one of the best hitters in the uh, in the SEC this year that we haven't talked about. Uh, I think he's hitting over 404. 404. But yeah, he's, been he's an but, Aussie um, too, isn't he? Aussie, 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 Juco Bandit from <clears throat> Central Arizona College. He's been he's literally hit everywhere he's played. I think he's like a career 375 hitter since he's came over from Australia. Uh, he's been a leadoff hitter for Tennessee all year long. He's paced that lineup, and it's just the guy. He's been extremely fun to watch. It seems like every at bat he's spitting on every breaking ball, and he's just waiting for his pitch. And it's been it's been it's been exciting to see seeing Ozzy go off like this. All right. Tyler, you're up next. Oh boy. Um so I know we already kind of mentioned South Carolina because he's a center fielder. Uh I'm gonna throw another center fielder in the mix if I'm even allowed to do that. Uh Justice Thompson. Yes. Yeah. Justice Thompson's my another guy. Um, I've gotten a chance to scout him a lot this year because UNC is my third home at this point, besides from work and where I live now. Uh, guy's been raking all year. He's still hitting 337 throughout uh, ACC play so far. Uh, he's looked very, very good at the plate. Tons of bat speed. He can command center field pretty well. We've seen a couple highlight reel plays, and if you remember the ACC opener against Virginia, where he just absolutely dominated at the plate and then of course in the outfield just he's a ridiculous player um i personally think he'll stay at center field next level um arm i'd like to see a little bit more of it i haven't seen much of it honestly but he's got some good pull side pop i want to see him go a little bit more off of more but i really feel like he's a guy that's really popped this year and he's kind of come under the radar a little bit like it let's stay with all position players and then we can go around and we can all pick one pitcher um joe your second pick. Damn. Who are you going with? <laughs> I was going to go with a pitcher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to go. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Henry Davis's All-American backup. And that is – I'm going to go with Matthew Nelson just because I've kind of been picking up what he's been putting down over this last few weeks. So um, Florida State catcher. I mean, we went into the year thinking, oh, Florida State, you know. Robbie Martin, Elijah Cabell, Reese Albert, you know, Nander DeSantis to a lesser degree. They're going to beat the hell out of the ball. Home runs, home runs, home runs. Well, Nelson's been kind of the guy. He's been the anchor of the middle of that lineup. He's hitting 333 on the year. He's got 12 home runs for a catcher from behind the plate, which is pretty insane. That's more than uh, more than Henry Davis. He's slugging 813 on the year, which is unbelievable um, for a for a for a catcher in, in my eyes. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, Matthew Nelson probably isn't the guy that a lot of us were expecting to be one of the top catchers in the country coming into the year. He's been better than Adrian Del Castillo. He's been better than Hunter Goodman and Luca Tresh. I think he's been probably the second best offensive catcher in the entire country this year. And um, yeah, for my money, he he's an All-American. I like it. Another good pick there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip the apple cart a little bit. Wes Clark is gonna be uh, my first pick here. Um, 15 home runs for South Carolina. Um, you know, Cockball USA hashtag. Use that out on Twitter if hashtag. you can. Um, we just got an explicit rating uh, on this podcast. <laughs> yep. It's tough to ignore. He's obviously here for a ton of power. Probably positionless at the next level. Um, but I think you got to believe in the bat a little bit and see if it plays, especially if there's NLDH coming next year. There might be a place for a guy like Wes Clark if you believe in the bat and you think that he's got enough bat speed to hit at the next level. Um, but the performance has been good because he's technically a catcher. Um, but I don't know. I guess that, that jury's out. I'm going to break Ian's heart here on my next pick. I'm going to go with Jace Young. <laughs> Jace Young. Jace Young, uh, I guess technically a freshman. Oh, you did him dirty right there. <laughs> there. <laughs> a leftover and a big weekend. Um, yeah, I'll let you know what Ian's walking away. I was gonna let Ian talk about him, but I guess he's gonna walk away. He's now. just, leave. I was gonna he's just leaving. I let him talk because he loves Jace Young. But I went. <laughs> Vane and Jack. He's using the laser cat on me. Um, <laughs> but I, he's probably the. I, 
easily probably the best underclassman in the country. Step aside, Dylan Cruz. It's probably it's probably this guy, unless I guess you consider Jack Leiter an underclassman. I guess technically he might be the best bat in the country. In any yeah, class. yeah, in general. So there you go. Talk about Jace Young. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. But no, I've just been I've been gushing over Jace Young for probably since the first preseason tournament. Um, he's been raking out of this unorthodox left-handed swing of his that just shows ridiculous bat speed and power to all fields. Uh, he's been flicking balls out everywhere. I think he's up to 15 home runs on the air. He's got a pair of three home run games over and both in in uh. Big 12 games, I think, was TCU and, and Kansas State. So he's hitting against good teams. He's hitting against everybody. He's playing second base right now for Texas Tech, but I think he's more going to profile as a third baseman at the next level. But the bat is just literally so good. Um, it's probably been the loudest out of anybody we've seen this year. Henry Davis has been awesome. Dylan Cruz, awesome. But Jace Jung has been on another level. Agree 100%. Joe, I'll go back to you now with your last position pick. Uh, my last position pick, um, man, I need to, all right. I will say I like these under the radar guys that need a little bit of love. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler black out of Wright state. Um, we talked with Tyler. Yeah. We talked with Tyler. He left an impression. He's a Canadian. He's got a bunch of thump in his bat. He's probably a second baseman at the next level, but he's kind of got that He's kind of got that muscular body where you think he's going to maybe profile into a corner, uh, first base or third base. But, I mean, the guy the guy just hits. He hits everywhere he goes. Um, he put up really competitive at-bats against, uh, against Vandy and against Arkansas to start the year. I think it was Arkansas um, pulling up his, uh, his numbers right now. I should probably know that if I'm going to call him an All-American, but... Yeah. No, I mean these are yeah. I mean he's hitting he's hitting three fifty one with seven home runs. He's got a K rate under twelve percent. Um, the guy just rakes, and I think uh, these small school kids need a little bit more recognition. So um, better numbers than Robert Moore at second base. Uh, even though Robert Moore has been an absolute stud, so I'll go with Tyler Black. Yeah, and I think uh, you know it should be noted, um, you know what Wright State's uh, schedule was. Early in the Brutal. season, yeah, yeah. Vander, they're at Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt for three games, at Alabama, um, Northern Kentucky, whatever, Youngstown State. But they got some some tough competition early on. Um, yeah, so can you it imagine? Should be, it should be interesting. Can you imagine having not seen legit live pitching, and then you go, yeah. <laughs> you go, Kumar, Lighter, Prelip, Dylan Smith. And then I don't know who Alabama threw at them on Sunday, but you know it's a good arm. And Kumar had the best velocity in the country that week. I think. Yeah, he was, he was 99. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And that was also a crazy start for a lighter as well, where I think we were all we all thought he was hitting 100. Um, <laughs> yeah, first pitch of the day. <laughs> oh, my Tyler. God. <laughs> no. Tyler, who you got? Going to go Colton Kowser. Nice. Um so I know he kind of got off this the year pretty rough, um, but he has been on an absolute tear the past couple of weeks. And I know Ian mentioned it earlier. The guy's got twelve homers on the year now. He even had five in five games in the past, like going back to April second um, or April third, rather. He's really turned a corner. And personally, I think he's going to fly back up boards now with just how weak the college bat class has been this year um but it, he he deserves to be mentioned here in terms of just he has just really turned a corner and has become a really really good outfielder in turn like ian probably could explain it better more than i could because he's he's in on a colt cowser now it feels like a foregone conclusion that the phillies are going to take colton cowser <laughs> they have like 16 of them over the last decade <laughs> oh man, that feels so precise. All right, Ian, you just got sniped twice, man. Who are you going with with the last position player here? Another yeah. And then you get to pick player. the first pitcher, so that's pretty good. Oh man, position player last year. Oh, that's tough. I'm trying to think who we who we don't who do we need? What position do we need now? We don't even need a player? position. They could play anywhere. This is our this is the, all we just want the best players. We want to talk about the best guys. Put Dylan Cruz at shortstop. Dylan Cruz at shortstop. Do it. 
Man. We already got two shortstops, so we need we need another outfielder, maybe. An outfielder. Third, third baseman. We got infielders. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I guess I'll bring up um he's not hasn't had the, the hottest start of the year, but he's coming on strong now. Another freshman, but Caden Wallace. Uh, he's playing right field for Arkansas. Uh he's a guy I was huge on going into last year's draft, and now he's came out and exploding onto the scene. Uh, he's played every day for probably one of the best lineups in the country. I think he's got eight home runs on the year. He's one. He's got one of the highest OPS or <clears throat> on base on the team. Um, he's playing right field when we all thought he was going to play every day third base. So it's been exciting to see his progression over the year. And it's a guy who's going to be a draft eligible sophomore next year in 22. So it's going to be a guy we could see pop early next year's draft as maybe a top 10, top 15 type of pick. Right. So there – we go. We go. No one said Nico Cavadas, though, right? So it's kind of sad. I should have said Nico. Nico oh. Nico deserves a shout out. Sorry, Nico. You just Sorry, missed. Nico. You're Hitting, the first guy on team two, though. You're Hitting the first kiss guy misses everywhere, and we miss him, you know. Awesome. All right. So our all American position player, Sal Frelick, Kyle Manzardo, Henry Davis, Spence, Liam Spence. Um, uh, uh, Jace Nelson. Young, Matt Nelson. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> Matthew Nelson. Yeah. Uh, West Justin Clark, Nelson. Justice, Justice Thompson, Tyler Black. We said Trey Sweeney as well. Colton Kowser, Caden Wallace. So Ian, with the first pick in the pitcher side of things, who are you going with for an All American? I'm gonna let somebody else talk about Jack. So I won't do that. So. Oof. Um. But yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pass on that. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about my super senior. Uh, we're probably gonna mention him later in this in this in this segment. But um, that's Ryan Webb. Uh, he's been stretched out to into now the Friday night guy for Georgia. He'll be the Friday night guy going forward for the rest of the year. Um, and he's been shoving for the last three or four weeks. Uh, he's showing three pitches for strikes, and now he's really finding his slider, which is turned into one of his favorite pitches to throw. Uh, he, he showed it against Vanderbilt this week and got a couple nasty swing and misses on it. Um, but the curveball and changeup are probably two of my favorite pitches in the draft. Uh, the curveball's up at 3,000 on RPMs uh, the last few weeks, and uh, he can, can command it in, in every start. And it's just been it's been exciting to watch a fourth-year guy just come back and really kind of feel a little bit disappointed not going in the draft last year being a five-round draft and just come back and just – look even better than he ever has in his career. All right. I'm going to make Jack Leiter an auto pick. So no one can take. <laughs> no one yeah, gets to talk about Jack. I'm going to make it hard on you, Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> we need to call it. We need a phone in session. We know who to call. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going a little bit of mid-major here. Uh, Gavin Williams out of East Carolina. Um, we, we, He's kind of gone under the radar this year in terms of how successful he actually has been. Uh, on the year so far, 0.86 ERA across seven starts. Um, he's really limited the walks, too. Uh, 51 strikeouts, 31 in the third innings, 11 walks on the year. Um, Granny's hit five batters, but he's looked really impressive, and we're finally getting to see the breakout that we've been looking for for years out of this guy. Because last year, he looked like he was on pace for – a breakout, but of course COVID happened. I think he had a broken finger at one point. Um, I want to say this past weekend against, uh, I think it was Memphis. He was 93, 96. He held the velocity, uh, 83, 86 slider. I think he flashed a change up as well. Don't quote me on that, but I think that is what I'm looking at right here, but he's looked very impressive for an ECU team. That's been really knocking on the door of a top 10 ranking all season long. Um, so he's my pick for, all-American here. That's a baller pick, Tyler. I like it. Very good pick. I got to save oh. my North Carolina guys. You had to. We knew it was coming. Got to. <laughs> I was like, is this dude going to take love for Austin? Is he going to do Max Alba? Are we doing yes. this? <laughs> no. It's going down. All right, Joe, who are you going with? Evan, Evan Justice. <laughs> I'm going. I was tempted. I'm I'm going I'm on the Tyler train. I'm going small small school. I'm going with Matt Mikulski out of uh, Fordham. I think this kid is going to earn himself some money with what he's doing this year. Um, he's got a similar similarly impressive line. So Mikulski is he's got 37 innings on the year. He's got a .96 ERA and 
he's got 68 strikeouts in 37 innings, which is pretty unbelievable. That's a higher K per nine than Jack Leiter, FYI. And <laughs> he's, got, he's got 13 walks. Um, I think Mikulski is going to be a big name come draft day, and I think he's going to be a leverageable uh, name come draft day. He's really shortened up his arm action. It's 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 gone from really long to noticeably short. Like, it's not even in the middle anymore. He's up to 98. Uh, he's got a good breaking ball, and he flashes a changeup against righties. So um, all that from the left side. I mean, I'm, I'm bought in. I think he's a starting pitcher at the next level. And so uh, Ian, uh, Ryan Webb and, and Matt Mikulski, that's that's a fun little one-two southpaw punch. Love it. Seniors, both seniors too? Yeah, man, they're both going to go to double-A, I'm deciding. <laughs> all right, there you go. I like it. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm shocked nobody went with uh with good old Jordan Wicks. I was a little I was a little surprised. I guess I guess uh I don't know. It, There's the room last for another couple, left. The last, the last couple starts are uh you know, taking a little shine off of the rose there. You know, he's given up a uh, fair amount of what 14 earned runs over the last three games. So that's a reason not to take him. But uh, yeah. I'm gonna make it easy on myself and I'm gonna I'm gonna take Gunnar Hogland. Um, from Old Miss. I think he deserves it. Um, third in the country in strikeouts with 70 strikeouts and just 43 and two-thirds innings. Um, obviously one of the top draft prospects, one of the few guys, as Ian had mentioned at the time, that's even in the conversation uh, to maybe surpass Kumar Rocker or maybe even for some people perhaps has. But, um, yeah, I think overall, you know, obviously he's been pretty strong performance. Um fastball added velocity this year. That was the big question coming in. Um, shows a, a true three pitch mix misses in a little bit of a curveball from time to time, but he rarely throws it. Um, but you know, fastball averaging 93 miles per hour. It's sitting, you know, 92 to 95 will touch 96 at peak um, mixes in that slider. That also has good velocity. That slider has been up to 88 miles per hour. Um, you know, averaging 84, um, shows really good shape. I think as Joe, I think as you mentioned earlier in the show, yeah, and, that slider uh, needs more, more love. Yeah, and and he's showing confidence in the changeup as well, and he's getting fairly good results. He gets a fair amount of swings and misses on it, um, so he has an attack plan, and there's not uh, too much a concern in terms of splits, which is something that I always try to look at with these college guys and sort of how it's going to play at the next level. Can you get out righties? Can you get out lefties? Hogwin has the ability to do both, so. Uh, there we go. Those are all American arms. We had Jack Ryder, who was an auto pick for everybody. As uh, Smitty said, we know who to call if we want to talk about Jack Ryder. Ryan Webb from Georgia, left-handed pitcher. Gavin Williams from East Carolina. Matt McCluskey from Fordham, who I may see next weekend. And Gunnar Hoglin of Ole Miss. All right. So we're moving on to the next topic here. Probably to wrap up the show at this point, as we don't want to go too, too long. Um, Actually, we talked about a few of these guys. You know, we talked about McCluskey. We talked about uh, uh, Webb. We've talked about um, not Bryce Miller, but I guess he could potentially be up. All right, let's just go around the board here or start with Joe. Who's up? Who's down for you uh, right now on your 2021 draft board? Just for the board in general? Yeah, anybody in particular over the last week who's moved up a little bit, anybody in over the last couple of weeks who's moved up a little bit, Anybody who's moved down you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, one arm that, you know, let me just take a look here. Oh, you know what? I'm going to name uh, an arm that has been moving up. Uh, Dylan Smith, who's a right-handed pitcher out of Alabama. Uh, you know, I was pretty unfamiliar with Dylan Smith coming into the year. He obviously took a backseat to, you know, a guy like Connor Prillett, but uh, great body, uh, six foot two, 210 pounds, I think, uh, if I pull this up correct. But he's just been dominant. He's been absolutely dominant for uh, for Alabama. He is up to 96, 97 with big-time run on his fastball. Uh, the curveball is an absolute hammer. I mean, it is a hammer, hammer curveball. It's got good feel for a changeup. It's got a ton of athleticism and whip. Uh, he really uh, defends the position well. Uh, doesn't walk anybody, and that's a huge stickler for me. He's got 10 walks in 46 innings. Um, 61 strikeouts in 45 innings. Uh, I think he's an arm for me that is going to go in the second round. I mean, I would be comfortable taking him in the second round. Um, so yeah, I would say, I'd say Dylan Smith is my, is my guy that's up. 
as far as guys that are moving down, um, I gotta bring I gotta bring up your your Boston College guy. I I will say Mason Pelio has fallen quite a bit for me. Um, nobody's arguing the stuff. I mean, he's six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds. It's a it's a legit huge pro strong body. Um, but the fastball command is just it's thirty grade at best. He misses high and arm side every single start. The curveball has a ton of uh, potential. It's it's sharp, but again, he misses with that as well. I, I think Pelio for me has gone from a guy that I thought was, um, you know, a very legitimate starting pitching prospect at, at the next level to um, potentially a guy that's popped, you know, after the fourth or fifth or sixth round as a um, high octane, uh, high leverage reliever at this point. So he's been a little bit disappointing. Um, Tyler, any names you want to say up, down on your board right now? Anyone you want to mention? Well, Joe took my paleo pick um, for moving down. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you're fine. We can, um, we can go with the same pick, too. If you, I mean, that's fine. I have no issue with that at all. I mean, yeah, we can. I can go paleo with that, too, honestly. Um, he Like Joe said, stuff's still there. He's still throwing 93, 96. He'll go deep in the start, still touching 94, 95, uh, which is what he did against Virginia Tech last weekend uh, when I saw him. The changeup's still pretty good. Um, it's a mid-80s changeup. The curveball, not my favorite pitch, personally. Um, it was a little inconsistent when I saw him. Uh, he still has a little trouble with walks. I think we all recognize that. Uh, he's still stiff as all hell in terms of his delivery. Um, I really don't think he's going to go within the top three or four rounds. He might be a fifth round guy, uh, maybe a little bit lower than that personally. Uh, in terms of a guy going up um, at the moment, uh, I'll go Luca Tresh. I know we he's kind of been a riser in terms of beginning of the spring. He rose up our board pretty damn quickly. Um, he's a guy, he's not Patrick Bailey by any terms in the mean. Uh, he will more than likely stay behind the plate. He's got a He's refined his receiving and his blocking a little bit as the season's gone long. Um, still got a can of an arm. He's not Henry Davis-like, but he's still pretty consistent back there. Um, with the bat, he's got plenty of raw power, especially to the pole side. Um, I'd like to see him refine his approach towards breaking balls a little bit. He likes to pull it a lot. He doesn't really go opposite field. Um, but he's really a guy that's looked very, very good for NC State. He's really been a good guy to, you know, relinquish or essentially take over a role from a guy that went, you know, 13th overall last year. And that's a pretty big hole to fill for a team like NC state. Um, so he's my guy that's really moved up my board recently. Like it. Ian, who's up, who's down for you? A uh, guy who's down for me. We're going to start with, a, with the negative aspect of it is a guy who I thought was going to be, in that first round conversation for most of the year, but he's really fallen out of it. And that's a uh, Levi Usher for me. Uh, he's ran all over the field. I think he's stealing probably like close to two bases a game or something like that right now. I think he's 26 or seven, 26 or 27 already on the year, but he hasn't done much else. He's had a long track record of hitting prior to this season, but he's came out this year and really hasn't shown that he's, he's looked overmatched in a lot of, a lot of at bats. He's moved steadily down the lineup for Louisville. He started at the top of the lineup, and I think he's batting seventh now. Um, it's a guy we just expected more from this year going forward in, in such a really strong lineup like Louisville. That was a team that he could really thrive on, and we really haven't seen that. And a guy that we've talked about multiple times already in this episode, but Ryan Webb, um, I'm just going to mention him for the last time. Um, I think he is a first-round pick, almost a first-round pick at this point. Uh, he's shown the stuff. He's a starter at the next level. He's got the body. He's got the he's got the pitches. Um, he understands what he's doing on the mound, and he's just a guy who just it's been fun to watch, just become a starting pitcher. Um, we never expected this to be this kind of pitcher this year, being the Friday guy and really shoving like this. And it's just been probably one of the best lefties in the class right now for me. So it's, it's that's really who I'm going with. Going to stock up. Yeah, I think you can make a series. I think there's a very, very real argument to be had that Wicks, uh, that Webb is a better arm than Wicks. 
I, I mean, mean, I can. I think the fastball is better. At least I think Wicks's changeups really, really good, and that's going to be think, a better pitch. But I think uh, Wicks yeah. has feel for the changeup, but I don't. I mean, the shape is not too dissimilar. Mm. Like Webb can, Webb can really turn one over. But I got, I got, uh, I got one more that I forgot to mention. That I, this dude, this dude needs to be higher up draft boards. And that's my man Ryan Bliss over at Auburn. Yep. He has been. He's batting three seventy on the year. And for all those that say, oh, you know, Ryan Bliss, he's five foot seven, he's five foot eight, you know, he's never going to hit for for power. He's playing in the SEC and he's got eight bombs. He's got eight bombs against premier talent. So, um, you know, and I should also mention because this is my this is my brand. He's running like a nine percent K rate. So in a in a year where you can't find that, like Ryan Bliss to me is a slam dunk take it to the bank second round pick that is going to move fast. Like, yeah, that's maybe, nice. maybe yeah. he doesn't get popped in the first round because of his physical projection, but that's money in the bank in the second round. That's what I was fishing with earlier. when we were talking in the group chat about the first college shortstop off the board. Like I thought, if I think bliss can be one of those names I could push for that. I'm not leaning McLean stand. It's a shortstop long-term, but bliss really shows a lot of those abilities. That could be a, a first or second round pick without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So I'll uh, I'll jump in here. That was a good one, Joe. Um, stole my thunder a little bit, but I'm okay with it because it wasn't going to be my oh. pick. But I'm glad that someone brought up Ryan Bliss because we love Ryan Bliss. We love but, Ryan Bliss. We stand Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. A guy that is uh, up for me, I think, uh, kind of got into him this week, and that is uh, left-handed pitcher uh, Robert Gasser from uh, University of Houston. Uh, he's up in terms of velocity this year, up to 96 from the left side, averaging about – 92.5, uh, 93 miles per hour on the fastball. And this guy has a wicked slider that he throws in the low to mid uh, 80s. Gets a ton of swinging strikes on it uh, and just eats versus, you know, both sides uh, of the plate. So, I mean, just it's a dominant pitch against right-handers and it works against lefties as well. Um, it's a, a, a true four-pitch mix. Mixes in a curveball uh, and a changeup as well. The changeup isn't bad. And the fastball is pretty good as well. It's got pretty good shape. Um, and uh, it misses a fair amount of bats and gets some chases. So he's a guy that, uh, you know, shows a four-pitch mix, kind of mixes in the second breaking ball, um, you know, in left-on-left matchups. So uh, he's an interesting guy to me. And I don't think he's getting mentioned publicly a lot of places. Maybe he falls into that, like, fourth or fifth round range because uh, he is a little bit older. was a former New Mexico guy, I think, in 2017. So or 2018. So he's been around a little bit, I think was technically draft eligible last year as well. Um, and then for somebody who's down for me a little bit, um, I guess I'm going to cheap out here <laughs> and oh say, boy. Oh yeah, I know. It's an old <laughs> boy. <laughs> Steven Hadger. I, 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 oh, I, oh, I really, you hit, us with the, you hit us with the, Oh, I thought you were going a different direction. I did too. <laughs> where did you, where did you think I was going? I thought you were going to Gainesville. Oh, really? You thought I was going to say what? Judd Fabian? <laughs> I mean, no, I, 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 that's an judge, obvious but one. But I feel like that, that's way too cheap. That's way too cheap. But like, I feel like every week now we want to find reasons to believe with Hadger, and even if the fastball shape has been pretty good and he's up to like ninety three, I still don't think it plays. And like, we thought that. I don't yeah. know why we thought this guy was a first rounder at any point in time. Myself, like leading the, the charge like, a little bit too. Top ten um, at some point. I'm yeah, I mean, and it wasn't just us. No. I feel like there were other people that had had your just as high. I mean, it was kind of oh, consensus yeah. early on in the process. And at this point, I mean, like Joe, where, where would you, where would you expect Hadger to go in the draft? Is this even a day one guy anymore? I don't think so. Oh no, I I, I shouldn't say it like that. But I mean, no, I've heard no, no, no. no. I mean. The the thing that Hadger has going for him is he's got a good frame. He's still projectable. He's got feel for four pitches. So you can see a starting pitcher in the profile. But the stuff has been wildly inconsistent. The performances have been wildly inconsistent. I, if, if you were to ask me today, I can't see him going in the first three rounds. To me, he feels like a fifth or a sixth round pick. I mean, some days he's 93. Some days he's legitimately 86 to 89. Like, yeah, it's tough. 
Yeah, that's really tough to believe in. The other guy I was going to throw out there, but honestly, I think we got to give it a couple of weeks until we get to this point. Um, though I'm definitely lower on him than I think we were early in the process is uh, is uh, Evan Shaver um, from Cincinnati. Mm. You know, um, left-handed pitcher. I, I, he's really like a one-pitch guy to me. I, I, maybe I'm wrong on that, but you know, I just don't feel like he has stuff across the board that plays. He's been hurt too. I think he just came back and pitched today for Cincinnati for two innings. Or no, a couple weeks ago. He didn't Let me check that. He, didn't pitch, he, pitched, he pitched in the third. He threw two innings. Uh, so last week, I don't know. Let's let's see what happens here. But he's another name that I think is uh, probably dropped on a lot of boards. And I just I, – I don't want to completely write it off, but at this point – um, he's definitely not, you know, in the first round conversation for me any longer. Do you guys disagree with that or great? No, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. All right. Any other topics we want to wrap it up here with the last like 10%, 2%, 1%, or we're going to wrap this sucker up as we just hit an hour on a draft. One hour on the dot. I got, I got a good question to end on just because it's the first episode and we can kind of track back on this three months from now. Um, keep it under 30 seconds. Uh, for each of you, uh, your hottest take, your hottest take for draft day. Mm-hmm. Give me a name that's going to pop in the first round. Give me a name that we all love that's going to fall out of the top 100. What is what is the hottest take that you've got that you could see happening that, that you want to forecast? Does anybody have an answer that they'd like to start with so the others can think? <laughs> <laughs> Taking my second for a brain to work here. Hang on. Oof. Yeah, that's uh... <laughs> it's a tough one. I'll throw I mean, one out, I, even though it's not, it's not something that I'm, I'm going to live and die by. But I will say, Dustin Signs, out of Texas A&M, sneaks into the first day. Okay, that's I see my. That I see it. Yeah, yeah. That's I, uh, that's, I totally agree with that. that's my that's my thing. I think maybe he gets a comp round pick. Oof. I want to. I want to like say something really hot, but I don't know if I have anything that hot to say. Smitty, Tyler, you have one yet? Hang on, let me take a sip of my beer real quick. I'll, I'll take something here. <laughs> I'm not gonna go completely hot with this take, but I will say that I believe Drake Varnado will be a first round pick when we get to July. Uh, I have a hotter take involving Drake Varnado that I won't establish quite yet. Oh, on that, but, uh, oh man! I'm not gonna start with the first episode with that, but uh, I think he's gonna really start to this pop. This is how Smitty's face. feeling right now with his take. <laughs> it, it is spicy. So, so we'll wait on that. But uh, yeah, he's he's leading off the best lineup, the best high school lineup in the country, uh, in front of probably the most spout, the most scouts every night of the week. Um, he's he's showing way more power than we've ever seen from him before, and I'll stop talking because we went for thirty seconds. No, I like <laughs> it. Um, all right, all right. I'll jump in. I'll jump in here with mine. Um, I think Smitty's going to like this one a little bit. I'm not there yet. Personally, I'm not there yet. But I think that if things continue the way that they do for the next three weeks, we'll say Ryan Webb will be the first left-handed pitcher taken you walked away at the right you time and we said that yeah i brought him up again on the stock and on the up and down like I, I think the same thing man i think he might be the best left in the class uh we were yeah trying to stack him up ian, ian got his ryan webb venmo and was like you know what i got another thing to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's, there's four pitches there and the fastball Dude. shape is better than the fastball shape for for wicks even though he throws harder yeah yep. i think so as well you know, better the curveball is at least a grade better. Yeah, than, all the, than yeah the breaking ball, the, the breaking ball difference is tremendous, and the changeup is still good for Webb. Yeah, it's not like she, it's not like Webb has a terrible changeup either, right? I mean, it's pretty no, good. It's, so it's pretty good. good. I would say it it's might gross. be his best. So, <laughs> Tyler, what's your hot take? You, you could have t- taken like 30 sips of beer there. Maybe come like, on, baby, <laughs> give, us, <laughs> give, us, give us that Danny Soretti goodness. Come on. Oh, Danny you want Danny Stretti goodness? Okay, I'll throw it out there. Um, <laughs> no, I won't go for that. Although you're, you're tempting me here. I won't go for that. <laughs> uh, Peyton Wilson, Alabama. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm very, very 
tempted to say this kid might lock himself into somewhere in the second round. Yeah, baby. Is he? Hold on. Is he a twenty-one or am I? Am I retarded? He's a twenty-one. He can do everything. (laughs) Okay. He can do it all. He can catch. I was certain he was a twenty-two, but I'm an idiot. So. Uh, no, I it agree with that I take. Twenty-two. I just happened to be looking through the draft rankings. I saw his name there. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Yep, he's he's, he's my hot take. That Alabama team is pretty fun. There's a lot Dude, of guys. Alabama is kind of stacked. Yeah. They are, man. I love it. Not a bad team at and all. Prelip hasn't all. played basically all year. He, he's That's pitched all one without Prelip. One game. Yeah. He's pitched like five innings. Yeah, and they got uh, they got our favorite chunk behind the plate too that we haven't talked about, Sam Prater. <laughs> Hell, he's yeah. also been hitting. Sam Prater behind the plate, baby. Diodati's <laughs> been good. Zane Denton's been good. Been yeah, team. they're good, man. They're good. SEC is just fun. And they in got general. a they have a class coming in. Oh yeah, I think they've got yeah. Hayslip. If they if if Hayslip ends up at. Maybe that maybe they don't. If Cam Hayslip goes to Alabama, maybe he's LSU. But anyways, let me check for you. <clears throat> the SEC's got some crazy classes. And you have a team like Tennessee, who's arguably like the third or fourth best team in the country at this point. Maybe. I know you're getting me excited for this weekend. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, well, we should probably we should probably kill the podcast there. <laughs> yeah, we should probably wrap up now as we're trying to figure all these things out. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back next week with more 2021 draft goodness.